Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hello, I'm Linda McLaughlin. Linda is the host and creative spark behind a podcast called The Arena. And we're going to also put more information inside the podcaster community. So if you're listening and any of this interests you, you can uh, reach out to Linda or you can, of course, reach out to me by heading over to forum.podcaster.community. Let's just dive right in. Linda and I talked a little bit before we started, and I think the thread I want to pull on is related to storytelling. And I'm curious about um, what you've learned. You mentioned that this, the learning about how to tell stories, how to use storytelling to draw in the listener, that that's what's kind of really drawn your interest with podcasting. So what are your thoughts on um, some things that jump out at you about storytelling that you didn't realize when you started the arena? I think what interests me and, and continues to fascinate me is that I ask basically the same questions, but the story that comes out is always quite different. Mm -hmm. And in creating the podcast originally, I hadn't necessarily decided that I was going to stick with the same questions, but that is the way it went. And it felt like it gave it a good backbone around which I could then find other questions to ask and mm. and build it out. But what really became and has become important to me is making sure that I'm telling a story that is compelling for the listener to follow and following kind of a pretty classic um, story arc that Bernadette Jiwa has offered through the story skills workshop. And that was a, a great companion workshop for me, um, especially in the middle of podcasting of, of like understanding mm -hmm. and getting that, that story or that narrative structure into the podcast. How, how far into your personal podcasting journey were you when I'm going to say you had the aha about story? Like how far had you gone before you realized that you wanted to pay more attention to storytelling? I think it was a, a few months into, you know, let's say a couple of months into the actual podcasting workshop that I be also began the, the storytelling workshop because you can't do one akimbo workshop. Right? Exactly. You can't do one at a time. You have to do multiples. Um, so it really, I think, just helped support everything that Seth and um, Alex were, were talking about. Um, and, and for me, it was like, how am I going to communicate this stuff? How am I going to tell these stories in a, in a helpful way? And mm. so creating that, like I say, that, that backbone or that narrative arc was really, really helpful for me. Do you find that you're able to, I'm guessing you have like a seed idea for the episode. You're like, okay, I want to, I want to talk about this. And then, um, based on what you're saying about story structure, you come up with some sort of story arc. So you, you have an idea of what the show, that particular episode would be and, and how much are you finding that it changes? So is your initial drafting architecture, does that play out or does it frequently come out completely different? I wouldn't say it comes out completely different. I more often than not will have a conversation with my guest to understand what their story is mm -hmm. and get an idea of what the, what the themes might be that are going to come out. And so again, I ask largely the same questions, 
but I will anticipate perhaps sometimes where that guest will go in their mm. story. But there are always surprises. What I think is going to be the pivotal moment for their life mm. can often be what they choose to talk about is is quite different. And it's not as though they're backing away from a moment that is difficult or um, transformative. It's that they, they, in their mind, see it as being very different than what I might choose. Hmm. Oh, lost connection to server <laughs> attempting to reconnect. Oh, oh, there we go. Okay. I don't Sorry. think that would actually have been noticed in the recording. I think the audio files picked that back up. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we're also experimenting with Zencaster. There you go. Uh, I, what, what I wanted to ask um, off of what you were just saying is, um, do you think that they... Uh, so I'm thinking of the guests, do they, how much of like, do you unpack it? Like, in other words, do you say, this is how I construct my episodes. I have an idea for a story arc and here's how I think you feel like, or, or do you, it's all like really kind of close to the vest and then you start talking to them. And, and what I'm wondering is, do they notice that they're, I'm going to say, I love to verbify things. They're being story arced. Like, do they notice that? Or do you just like show that to them up front? I, some of them certainly listen to other episodes. <clears throat> so they may be aware of the fact that, okay, I, I know you're going to ask me this question or that question, but I think there's still a level of surprise as mm. to how it takes them. I mean, I kind of see it as like in the moment, how it takes yeah, them. Yeah. And, and where, where it takes them. And, and sometimes I'll, I'll ask a, uh, another question that will, will sort of take them further into the story but the the sort of key questions are pretty much all the same. Do you um, do you post edit a lot? Like, do you find that you're do you find that you're just coming in uh, like a surgeon and just trimming out things to make make the whole piece tighter, or do you find that I captured a pretty good story, but with a bunch of additional work, you can editorially make it be really good? Like, how much how much do you feel like you have to get in there, you know, into the nuts and bolts after the fact? It really depends on the person and their storytelling style, <laughs> how tangential we get. Um, mm. So some of them, it's like a chainsaw that you have to go in you know, with a chainsaw mm -hmm. first. And that's kind of the first edit. Um, <clears throat> and then subsequent edits might be a little more surgical, but I do a lot of editing. Mm. I would say I do a fair amount of editing. And that is perhaps my lack of skill in terms of interviewing at this stage. I think I'd push back on lack of skill. My, my thought was I normally do in, in my primary podcast project, I do long conversations that are like an hour and a half. Sometimes, sometimes we record more than two hours with the guests that we're talking with. And I'm not actually trying to create a story afterwards. So I have the luxury of, it's like, well, you know, the third time we made a joke about the parrot in the room, we could just cut that out. Like, so, I mean, I go in and we remove things. Um, but I think I'm maybe being lazy or taking the easy way out by not really attempting to craft a, a story arc out of it. Um, and I, there's probably something to be said for both style. I'm not saying oh, I should do it your way because I don't know. I, I don't know if I had that much <laughs> that much energy in me. Um, can you think of some? Um, I'm not quite sure how to word this question. If you 
so you overhear people talking about your podcast, you're in a you know, conversation somewhere and off to the side, somebody's talking about the arena. Um, what other podcasts would you like to hear them, you know, talk about right before they say, Oh, you are three, this one, that one, and the arena are really cool. Like what, what kind of circles would you want to be thrown in with in other podcasts? I love on being, um, mm-hmm. Krista Tippett is an amazing interviewer. Um, I suppose from a, you know, from a coaching standpoint, although it's, it's a, such a different thing, you know, I, Brene Brown, I guess, um, mm-hmm. because she's a, um, I've read the complete works of Brene Brown <laughs> and it was an inspiration for the, for the arena. Um, I don't know. I have a really broad cross section of, um, uh, of taste. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I listen to a really uh, broad cross section of stuff. So Simon Sinek is somebody else who I use, mm-hmm. whose podcast I quite enjoy. And it's in, it's in kind of a similar genre. Uh, that's what like, I was but, fishing for is like, what, mm-hmm. you know, if you think of, and I, I, no, there's no such thing as pigeonholing, but like if we stick you in the story, the structured as story arc podcast and what other ones jump out and um, the uh, Krista Tippett's uh, On Being, sorry, brain slip. On Being is, I would say it's not, uh, even if you listen to the edited one, it's not really a storytelling. I mean, she's Mm-mm. clearly done a ton of work and she clearly knows how to coordinate and organize and, you know, let's go for a stroll, but she knows where she's going and she has mm-hmm. ideas about where she hopes mm-hmm. that they go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not really story driven. And that's what I was looking for. And so, um, so Simon Sinek is one, you don't happen to remember the name of the, the title of it, do you? It's, uh, uh People can find it by just search for Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, I think it is. It's all right. Uh, we'll throw it in the Positivity, optimism, a, touch, a, bit of, a, a bit of optimism. A bit of optimism. Called. Just because I'm thinking if if people find, like, you know, obviously today we're talking about storytelling and story arc, and if people find that interesting, you know, I'd love, I always love when people can go off on tangents of, like, go deeper on something or follow up with you and ask a question or say, hey, I'm interested in being on your show or whatever. Um, and that's one of the things I want to do where in this uh, series of episodes that we're recording this particular podcast. I want to talk a lot about meta. So storytelling and story arc mm-hmm. is what we're on today. Um, the uh, other person, you, sorry to interrupt is, no, would no. be Jewel Kachera, who, um, mm. it was in pot six as well. And she has a similar thing where she has a kind of a formula in terms of how she walks her guest through their story. But mm. The questions are very different, but it's it's a great and and you anticipate it as it goes along. That you anticipate, okay, what is it going to be? What is the hard time, and what is the hope? And you know, mm. kind of the way she structures it, I think, is really great. Interesting. Um, I know that you're also coaching for the. And I always pause because it used to be called the Podcasting Fellowship. Now it's called the Podcast Workshop. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. A podcasting workshop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's like I know what I'm talking about, but I'm like, which name is it? Um, so anyway, I know, <laughs> I know you're coaching in that, and it seems to me there's an interesting opportunity here to ask you about the people who are coming in, you know, by the hundreds to learn to podcast. Um, I know I know the course material doesn't really get into how to build your actual episode. It leaves it up to the students. Are you building, you know, poetry reading? Are you doing interviews? What are you doing? Um, are you seeing students who sort of kind of get into a stream together where they're using storytelling or is 
do you think storytelling is something that it's a little harder to discover on your own and you kind of need to be like, has somebody teach you how to use storytelling? Just wondering, because you have a unique perspective, um, having seen a lot of people learn the podcast and, and being involved in the coaching of that course. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's interesting. I, I'm going to say I'm not sure. I, I feel like the structure is a good one to learn and it was helpful for me, but I'm not sure that I necessarily see a lot of people embracing it as, mm. as a structure. Embracing storytelling as a structure. In- embracing storytelling yeah. as a structure. Um, I think it's, that's a more advanced structure. Like I certainly, I don't know if I thought of that for like the, you know, until I saw it in courses where people were talking about it. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's an mm-hmm. obvious structure. It is an excellent one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still relatively new to the coaching group. And so I don't necessarily, I, you know, I haven't seen necessarily enough, I think, across the, the different um, cohorts to be able to say, oh, well, this is mm. something that people are, are starting to use or that, that people are looking to try and build their podcast around. Cool. Um, yeah, I think I'll just say, is there anything else that you were thinking on your way in here today? I'm like, oh, I wonder if we'll get to talk about, I mean, it's a little tricky because you, until we started talking, we didn't know we were going to be doing storytelling. But <laughs> anything else about storytelling jump out at you? Yeah, I think that, I mean, the wonderful thing about podcasting, as you know, is that, oh, a train. <laughs> the little town that I'm in has a railroad line that runs about a half mile from my house. That's on my end. <laughs> um, my uh, my grandparents lived close to a railroad track, and so late at night you'd hear this like yeah. the the lonely whistle of the train. I just I love that. There's an so. old um, Paul. It's not, actually, it's Simon and Garfunkel, but there's an old Paul Simon lyric about everybody loves the sound of a train in the distance. Everybody thinks that's true. Is like the as part of the refrain. Yes. Anyway, we're on trains. Anyway. Um, we digress. Uh, but, but you know what? I actually love the fact that there was that interruption because sometimes it's such a great thing. I I think in some ways we get really focused on, oh my God, we've got to have this pristine sound. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, there's sort of this random thing that happens. I was listening to, um, Carol Bluesweiss's, uh, podcast, um, wisdom shared and she was interviewing this young woman and all of a sudden there was this like argument that was happening in the background you know mm-hmm. mom and like dad and daughter or something was having this like heated discussion and carol just dealt with it so well and she kept it in mm. and i think that there's a, a realness there's a humanity that yes. that one can allow to come into the podcast that from a storytelling standpoint it I don't know, somehow elevates and humanizes the person that you're interviewing when there's that kind of random, the dog comes in and barks or, you know, something. <laughs> right. And Or you hear bumps and sounds or coffee or, yeah. Yeah. My brother started, I was talking to him the other day and he started playing with the, uh, the folding, uh, uh, 
charger for the for his iPhone or something. Like we just mm. nervously started. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is that noise? <laughs> what is that noise? Anyway, uh, so I guess the thing about podcasting, which is such a um, wonderful thing, is that there are no rules. Mm-hmm. And so being able to just be in a creative mindset, tell the story you want to tell, share the the stories or the information that is important for you to share with the world and be creative with it, concerning yourself with the rules. And as much as I've talked about having a story arc and having a story structure, within that, mm-hmm. there is an enormous amount of freedom. Yes. And so as, you know, whether you're a dancer or a musician or, or whatever, and you want to create restrictions, restrictions can sometimes create opportunities. Right. You know, exactly. you say to a dancer, you've got an eight by eight foot square that you have to dance on. And if you have to create and you give seven different artists that same restriction, mm-hmm. the possibilities are amazing of what they would would come up with. So I just think that take the take the restrictions, take the the goals and make them your own and just go with that moment of creativity and worry your uh, concern yourself less with what others are doing. Be aware of it, explore, steal like an artist, mm-hmm. but also allow your creative juices to flow and really just put out in the world what you most want to be able to do because it is one of the most unrestricted areas of creativity right now that gives you license to put it out in the world without any sort of restrictions other than obviously you've got to pay for a few things to to make it happen but (laughs) you know yeah anyway it's terrific i think one of the hardest parts of podcasting is what do you say after somebody else says something awesome and I want to just press stop? <laughs> that, I mean, mic drop. <laughs> yeah, mic drop. Except no, I'm not dropping my good mic. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, exactly. no. I th- I think you're right on. You're you're spot on with um with those insights, and I, that's what I want to end on is that great thing. So if you're listening, press rewind. You can back up 40, 50, 60 seconds and listen again. <laughs> Um, please come find us inside the podcaster community, catch up with Linda. She's easy to talk to like, you know, podcast wise and also just via messaging. And, um, unless you have anything else you want to end with, I think we'll stop there. Sounds great. Thanks for the opportunity. No, thanks for showing up and being the first guinea pig. Thanks Linda. Bye. Okay. Bye.